right now, we're going to have a conversation about what you might be putting into your body, thinking it's good for you, that might actually be having a pretty negative effect. Are you somebody who drinks diet pop? or a lot of products with artificial sweeteners. What are they really doing to do, to you? You might think that they're helping with controlling your weight, but they might actually have the complete opposite effect. We're going to get into it right now with our guest, who's a registered dietitian and owner of Food First Nutrition Consulting. Emily Mardell is joining the show. Emily, always good to talk to you. How are you? You too. Happy belated Mother's Day. Thank you. And likewise. I'm glad to have you on to talk about this because I think that this is an area that people are sort of maybe blindly informed on. Maybe we have an idea that artificial sweeteners are bad for us, but we don't necessarily know what it is that they that they do or what they can cause. So let's just clarify, Emily, what, it, what exactly is an artificial sweetener? What are we talking about? So artificial sweeteners are essentially non-nutritive. So they're not giving any nutrients that are a focus for good health. And they're not giving any calories either. So that's kind of the main difference between a naturally occurring sugar or a sugar that gives us energy and energy to our body, our muscles, whatever it might be. Non-nutritive artificial sweeteners are not giving any actual energy to the body system. But they're sort of tricking your body into thinking that it's receiving sugar, right? Um, not necessarily. There's a lot of misinformation out there around it. And, you know, uh, when it comes to, um, uh, you know, just chatting with people about it, it's been my experience, too. There's a lot of, uh, you know, fear and concern, you know, it's deeply rooted in um, what we're what we're eating and, and how it can affect us. So one of the things I like to do just to kind of like dull that down a bit is to remind people that, you know, if we're eating a lot of quote unquote, like diet foods, you know, foods that are uh, just that non-nutritive or no calories and providing no nutrients, if we're eating so much of that, we probably need to be more concerned about what it's displacing, right, in terms Mm -hmm. of other nutritious foods versus, you know, what the artificial sweeteners are actually doing, right? There's so much, you know, research and safety around this. And there's so many, um, you know, guidelines in terms of the amounts that can be, you know, consumed and added to different foods. So I think, by and large, if you're concerned about the amount of artificial sweeteners you're consuming, I think taking a step back and looking at what it's displacing is probably the best approach. But are there some damages that can be done with artificial sweeteners? I mean, I've read stories about um, aspartame support groups that exist in places like the States because of, you know, really bad health effects that they've, that they've had on people. So is that just further misinformation or can they actually cause a little bit of damage? Well, aspartame is um, one of those things where, again, it's, you know, two, you know, amino acids, essentially, but it's, uh, there's an upper tolerable limit. It's about, you know, 40 milligrams per kilogram of body weight. So, you know, for a 75 pound person, you know, you're, you're looking at, you know, a significant amount, something upwards of over, you know, 20 cans of diet soda, for example, mm-hmm. in a day, you know, so the amount that people consume kind of depends on, you know, how they feel. But I liken it to uh, caffeine, to MSG, to sodium, to certain dyes and food colorants. Everyone has their own individual sensitivities to different things, their own experience with certain food additives. So, you know, um, whatever that experience might be, 100%, you know, um, I think we have to, you know, honor and respect how that individual feels. But when we look in terms of like the research and that sort of thing, we have really strong and uh, standardized, um, you know, guidelines around the amounts and what is safe and where it can go and where it cannot go. You know, I think, as you mentioned, when you're talking about, quote unquote, diet food, um, a lot of people are consuming artificial sweeteners or artificially sweetened products, thinking that it's going to help them lose weight. But can it actually Mm -hmm. have the opposite effect and, and, and cause weight gain? 
Well, it kind of depends. So one of the things that we want to look at, um, you know, there's been meta-analyses around different types of diets, whether it's, you know, low-calorie, high-protein, you know, Atkins, keto, whatever it might right. be. The weight loss, um, when it is in, you know, someone's best health and interest, it doesn't matter what kind of diet you follow. The diet that you can be most consistent with and sustainable with and create a, you know, sustainable eating pattern with is ultimately what sustains weight loss, right? So it's not just about whether or not you are eating, it's what you are eating. So when you look at artificial sweeteners, yes, they can actually help you save calories as an example. So if you are an individual who's drinking a lot of what I like to call like liquid candy, you know, so they have whether it's juices or pops or whatever it might be, you know, it's kind of a low hanging fruit, pardon the pun. It's, It's a, in one fell swoop, you can probably reduce your caloric load, you know, depending on the amount you're eating by 500 calories. If we do that in a day intuitively, you know, we have removed that and that in and of itself may lead to, um, you know, some weight loss. For other people who are having a lot of additional diet foods in their diet, like I was mentioning about the displacement factor, one of the things that we need to do in order to hold on to lean mass and to make our bodies more metabolically active is to get enough protein, to get enough fiber, right? So when we don't have enough of those nutrients in our body day in and day out our bodies are not really efficient you know they're not efficient at you know just maintaining good metabolism and 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 helping you know to be the the best weight whatever that is for that individual Hmm. so it sort of sounds like to me it's sort it's on kind of a case-by-case basis and you kind of respond to how your body reacts well, one of the things that I think is, you know, some misinformation out there is that, you know, we, we look at how um, sweeteners, like when you mentioned about like kind of tricking the body into sugar, you know, sugar is, is really, really vilified, right? And if we look at it from a, you know, a biochemistry standpoint, right, your body, whether it, you know, it comes from a can of soda, right, or whether it comes from a banana or whether it comes from a slice of bread, your body is going to break down that food into its primary molecule. It's going to break it down into glucose so that your body can use it. It's the brain's preferred fuel, the muscle's preferred fuel. That is what it's going to do, you know, 10 days a week if it can, right? So we have to kind of look at what else are these foods giving us? So when people are concerned about the amount of sugars that they're eating, one of the things I often like to just, you know, give us like a simple example, it's if you're eating, you know, per Canada's food guide or just a colorful plate, whatever it might be, you know, you have a couple pieces of fruit in a day, you know, a banana has 30 grams of sugar, right? A can of soda has 40. You know what I mean? Mm. The can of soda is not really giving you any potassium or fiber or other nutrients. The banana is. But at the end of the day, right, your body's going to break it down the same way. But what is coming with it is quite different. So I think when you're talking about naturally occurring sugars and added sugars or sugars that are really not really carrying a whole lot of nutrition with it, that's kind of the bigger story, right? But ultimately, we need sugar, right? We need quick energy sometimes. We need sustainable energy most often. And that's kind of the the message. Because I think when we fear monger around food, right, and we get concerned with kind of good and bad, we talked about this last time too, you know, like polarizing messaging around food. Mm -hmm. Um, We never never feel good about what we're eating or drinking, right? right? So so we got to kind of find that middle ground. And what's interesting, when I was doing a little bit of research on this too, like, if we look at even like adolescents, because um, uh, just as a, a bracket that we might think of as having like higher, you know, sugar intakes, right? So the goal actually is not to have like a super low sugar in the um, percent daily value on like nutrition facts labels are, are based on about 100 grams a day. So if you have too low of an intake, we, we actually see that 
those individuals have less potassium, calcium, fiber, phosphorus in their diet because they're eating less fruits and vegetables, maybe less, you know, uh, yogurt, less fortified milk products, Mm. that sort of thing, right? So the goal isn't to eat no sugar because when you take away sugar, especially the naturally occurring stuff, you're taking away the vehicles that bring you a lot of good nutrition too. You know, I like kind of constantly breaking it down to what you just said that, you know, you can't vilify any foods and and it's really it's all just equal and food is just food. There's no such thing as good or bad. You know, you sort of just kind of take away its power, I think, by doing that. But I'm surprised because I thought that artificial sweeteners would have fallen into a category where, you know, they can do nothing but harm to your body. Well, when you think about it, there's a a fairly large subset of people that rely quite heavily on them. That's why they're so um, intensely, you know, researched, whether it's aspartame or saccharin or sucralose, whatever it might be. The Canadian Diabetes Association is is a good point of reference. They actually have um, a pretty substantial uh, table that explains sugars and sweeteners and the amounts and and that are safe and where you can find them and that sort of thing. Um, We talked about weight loss, you know, kind of as it can help with that. It can definitely help reduce caloric load in the day. But for some people, it's just so that they can, you know, enjoy birthday cake, you know, with their grandchildren right. or whatever it might be, right? Or have more foods that bring them kind of, like I said, joy and other nutrients because there's an actual limit, you know, that they have to kind of try to strive for, for meals and snacks. So in many cases, those are kind of the individuals that, you know, I counsel and talk to on a regular basis. And for me, finding the middle ground for them is essential right, to their food relationship and also to feeling good about what they eat. So I like to think about uh, exactly like you said, you know, finding the middle ground, thinking about sugar as, you know, energy, thinking about looking at, okay, how can I reduce the added sugars, right? How can I maximize, you know, the the natural ones to kind of give me more of the nutrients that I need? I try to choose higher fiber fruits, for example, right? Like berries, you know, over other ones when they're when they're in season because they're expensive too. But, you know, try to do those sorts of things. And then if you have added sugars, I know some people that don't mess with my morning coffee, right? I like that creamer, right? I like that creamer, right? <laughs> yep. Or like my, you know, my favorite ice cream stand, whatever it might be. You know, find the things that you really want to keep and try to stay within that, you know, that range that is associated with a little bit more with good health in terms of our uh, nutrition and health research. And that's around 100 grams a day. Okay, so if you can kind of put that into context, um, one little tip I could share with uh, with your audience is that if you're looking at a, like a nutrition facts label, for example, um, you'll see sugars and a percent daily value. Percent daily value is ultimately there as a tool for consumers to be able to compare products, right? Is there a lot or a little of a particular nutrient in a food? Now, you want the percent daily value to be high for things like fiber, you know, and protein, right? And, you know, plant-based fats, that sort of thing. You want them to be low, lower for sodium, and you also want them to be lower in in sugars, theoretically, right? For most of the added sugars or just sugars in general. So, if it's 5% or less, we consider that a little, right? And if it's 15% or more, we consider that a lot. Hmm. So just a quick little tip when you're looking at labels to kind of see, is this, does this have a lot of sugar or a little based on the amount that I should be trying to strive for in a day? Emily, thank you so much for all of the great information and uh, insight. Really appreciate this. Oh, you're welcome. Take care. Of course, you too. That's Emily Mordell, registered dietitian and owner of Food First Nutrition Consulting.